0: Who are your ancestors? As I prepped this sermon this last couple of weeks, I couldn't help but think about my mother-in-law who died this month. She joins the rank of new ancestors. In fact, I indulged in imagining um, that, it, that she's taken on a new job, kind of squeaky clean. And I wondered, well, just like when you start a new job, I wonder what kind of ancestor she's going to be. Is she going to be good at it? And then I realized, oh, we're the ones who make our ancestors, really, how we remember them. She had a lot of wonderful things to teach And she was very human. And there are some things I think I'll not take on. But I'll tell you um, one of the things she did that I will take on. And I'll tweak it to make it mine. She did this amazing, she believed in education. She had eight children and made sure, made damn sure, every single one of them got a fine education doctor, lawyer, engineer, plumber, uh, CFO, yeah, yeah, they were educated. And it wasn't just about school, she also was a travel agent. And so she knew that travel broadened you. So she wanted to make sure that her grandchildren got an education as well and traveled. So she did the coolest thing that I'm going to steal from her if this is how my life unspools, if I have grandchildren. When they were when each grandchild was in first grade, and and this is the important part, they made all A's. She would take them on a trip to another city and state to see a cousin. When they graduated from eighth grade, she started ganging up the cousins that were about, I mean, the grandchildren that were about the same age, and she would take one or two or three to a major city. And part of what she did, part of the mystique of grandma, was she wouldn't tell them where they were going. <laughs> Just, well, you're going to need shorts and, uh, and comfortable clothes, or you're going to need a jacket and gloves, and, you know, she would give them that kind of instruction. So, of course, we spent a lot of time at holidays trying to weasel things out of her and would make up, so, how do you think about Chicago? Do you like Chicago? Uh. And that's where they went. They went to Chicago and San Francisco and New York and Washington. And then, when they graduated from high school, she took them abroad. She wanted them to see Europe and again, she wouldn't tell them where they were going until they were at the airport in front of the flight thing Would they figure out where they were going. We're going to gate B12. Oh, okay. So that's, that's part of the, her being an ancestor that I want to emulate. I want to, if we have grandchildren, if we do. I think of our ancestors as, um, okay, I'm going to show my age, and I meant to bring one. I love maps. And to be able to fold a map back up well <laughs> is an art form that I happen to know how to do. Figure out where the creases go. And that's, a, that's something I miss, the tactile-ness of a of a map. But I think our ancestors are like maps. And some of them we don't quite know all of the areas but there there are some clear roads and some of them lead us to places we are sure we don't want to go. And we're talking about our ancestors as you saw with our children because across the board in many dissimilar traditions religious traditions this this time of year, this fall, the season, the light is getting less, the days are getting shorter, crops are in, leaves are falling. Many, from the Celts to the Catholics, to I'd say us, consider the word veil, that there is a very thin veil between the living and the dead, we aren't superstitious well maybe we are but the dead speak to us I'd say we use more scientific terms we remember people and objects and smells and even the time of year the way the light strikes can remind you of someone you loved who's no longer here or someone you didn't love and you're glad they're not here All Saints Day, All Souls Day, Halloween, Samhain, the Celtic pagan version of this thin veil, which is why we dress up like skeletons, and I am so sorry in my neighborhood that spiders have become the thing. I'd much rather have skeletons. And I think our our efforts to remember, I made the point with the kids, is is to make that string visible as much as we can this is this is a a visible string to all these people that we love and are no longer with us and i know each one of you have someone you'd put here and we acknowledge that they may be invisible but we left spots for them and our our unitarian universalist tradition is pretty agnostic about the hereafter, what happens in the afterlife. We really don't know. So we put all of our energy into what we do know, into today, into the life we live now. Um, There is a Unitarian Universalist historian, Susan Ritchie, And she's actually coming to Tulsa. She came in the fall, and she's going to come in December teaching a Unitarian Universalist history course at Phillips. We might see if we could snag her here for an evening. Um, But she... um, In fact, you should know about this resource. Harvard has uh, digitized almost all of their Unitarian archives, which are massive. And she's been putting together short videos... And one of her videos is about the role that liberal religion plays in the evolution of tombstones. So one of the weird, wonderful jobs I had in college was um, mowing. There are a gazillion small, very ancient, at least 200-year-old cemeteries all over the eastern seaboard. So in Western Massachusetts, where I went to school, One summer, my job was to go out with a man and mow, and you had to use a a push mower, which I loved, but they were small and close together, and they'd take up maybe this much room, and we would go mow all of the little cemeteries. And they had the kind of tombstones that Susan Ritchie is talking about in this little video she's made, if you go on Harvard's website. Because when the Puritans first came you know, they were talking about hell and warning everyone that you, too, are going to die and you, too, are going to go to hell if you don't live righteously. And so the tombstones had uh, skull and crossbones and angels of death, and it was liberal religion, the Universalists and the Unitarians, that began to question that theology and you can visibly see the change in theology in the designs in the tombstones. And they turn from skull and crossbones into a more beautiful angelic shape. And the video she has is this time-lapse, so you can see the the shapes changing. Maybe I'll try and put in highlights, uh, a link to it so you can see it. So we have to live in this discomfort of not really knowing what happens after death. And I think, for me, and I hope for you, it's a stance of intellectual humility to say, we don't know. And it's a stance of emotional integrity. We don't know. There's much in life we don't know And when we act as if we are always right and always know, it's when we cause harm, harm to others when that little string gets snipped or broken. So I've said this, that not all ancestors provide maps we want to follow. My family in Texas, my mother's side, were ranchers. I hear stories of what a ranch, what the breakfasts were <laughs> on the ranch. Five eggs, rashers of bacon. The name Texas Toast, that's where it comes from, Texas Toast. But my ancestors from Texas were also blatant racists. I have this vivid image And I know I was 11 years old because we went to Houston to consider moving back there. My mother longed to be back in the town where she grew up, but Houston had changed. So we spent a summer and she considered molded over, talked to her friends. And my uncle lived in, at the time, it was a radical high rise. Um, Now they're all over the place, but he lived in a high rise. And we had for some reason had to take the freight elevator. And I so clearly remember we got into the elevator and he just and I I can feel the the doors closing and that sound and he made a comment about the goddamn N word who would have been riding in this elevator normally and that we had to ride in it. And at 11 years old, I remember my skin crawling. I didn't fully understand it, but I knew what he said was wrong. And I recognized that everyone in the elevator with us agreed with him. So there are roadmaps I don't want to follow, which is why I spend a lot of time trying to understand my own racism and I'll name it that, and to work to dismantle it as best I can in this leadership role, in my family, in what I find out in the world. I make mistakes, I stumble, I screw up, but I'm committed to it because I have these ancestors. And I had a conversation with someone, and she she said, well, that was just of the time. You know, you have to forgive them. Yes, that's true. And not everyone at the time was racist like that. Not everyone made that choice. Not everyone accepted their cultural trappings. And I wonder what words and what thoughts I have today that are a part of water I swim in that I can't see that are roadmaps that my own children won't want to follow they've already let me know a few thanks, (laughs) thanks for that but that's another question and I think it rephrases our, our humility of not understanding what does happen after death and that question is what kind of ancestor do we want to be flip on that question of who are we going to be in this day? This is what we have to work with. And the other thing about ancestors is they make us consider how do you forgive someone who is no longer here? I have to forgive that uncle. And I've said this before and I'll say it over and over again because I think we confuse Forgiveness with condoning. They are not the same thing. I do not condone my uncle's words or worldview. But I forgive him. Forgiving is about me. Forgiving is about each one of us so that I am not mired in hate and anger which is something we are swimming in way too much these days. And that's one way to counteract it, is forgiveness. So my questions as we end is, are, what maps are you following? Who must you forgive? How will you remember your ancestors? How will you be brave And the last, what kind of ancestor do you want to be? May it be so. We give away our plate every single Sunday, and this month it's going.